Well, welcome to Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. One of the easiest ways to find out how good someone is at their job is to ask them, what do you do? If they answer with clarity, confidence, and excitement, then they're likely good at their job. If they lack clarity, confidence, or excitement, then we don't want to do business with them. Today, Sten and I will give you seven practical things you can do to improve how you answer that question. What do you do? We'll also talk about a resource we've created that will help you build several different answers to the question that you can use in different situations. So here's Sten Morgan. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm excited about this topic today. I think we have a challenge within our office to always get more practical. Yeah. And I don't think you get more practical than, <laughs> than what we're going to talk about today. So uh, it's good. Yes. Yes. And what's difficult about this is how people who have been in the business a long, long time still can not be great at that. Um, so that's that's difficult. Before we talk about today's topic, though, I do want to remind folks, we're going to be announcing in the coming weeks uh, a live event here at our offices here in the Nashville area. Uh, and so stay tuned to that. If you're not on an email list, uh, then you can go to sendmorgan.com and s- click on the advisors side of that page and sign up uh, there. Also, if you're listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube and you just follow the links uh, in the show notes, then you'll be able to sign up there as well. So you make sure you get um, invited to that or get open the invite uh, earlier than, than others. So um, we love having people come here. It's a really cool area. I wish I could turn the camera around if you're on YouTube and, and, and see the view we have. It's a beautiful place. You did a good job. Thanks, bro. Um, you don't take much credit for building the office, <laughs> but right. someone, someone had to pay for it. So thanks for doing that. Uh, so let's dive into this. There's an, uh, as most of the things we talk about, there's an average way to do this and there's an elite way. And today we're going to talk about the elite way to answer the question, what do you do? And we're going to give you another thing I think we do well, Stan, is we don't say, here's what the only way you have to do it. Yep. There's different situations require different ways of answering this, different people, um, you know, how much you know about them or don't know about them. Is it a social situation or is it a friend of a friend? Is it a referral in your office? There's different ways to answer it. So we're going to give you a ton of different ways that are really practical on how to answer that question. What do you do? So what's the industry teacher? What's the, maybe just the average way to answer? What do you do? I think it's always revolving. When I look back to when I started in the business, I didn't know why we talked about this so much and there was so much strategy around it. And as I've had a lot more experience, it's like, why can I not just answer that really directly? Like, what what am I hiding? Like, is there kind of a an illusion I'm trying to create when somebody asks me, why don't I just say I'm a financial advisor? Well, because I know what does that really even mean to the person and have they had a bad experience? So I sell, I sell insurance policies. Well, if we're really confident in what we do and we're excited about it, we should just say it. But in our industry, for some reason, there's this, I think we over strategize around like, how do we get somebody to think we're different? Like, well, if you're different, you'll be able to know how to answer that question differently. Uh, if you have a lot of experience, you can use a story quickly to connect with that person and yeah. have them know. So, so there's so much to it that I think we're going to try to break through what the industry has been saying, which I think just overcomplicates it. Yeah. And there's a better way to do it. And if, and if you're not doing it well, or you have a hesitation, why is that? And we'll, yeah. kind of, we'll dive into all of that today. Really, at the, my hope at the end of this episode, that if you listen to it, that you will tomorrow have a better, more direct way that you can tell what you do. And the hope is you're saying it the same way 10 years from now. Yeah. So the, the elite way of answering this question, and I think this is one of the first ways that 
that answering this question goes wrong is the idea that I want to answer the question, I'll be the wrong. Okay. okay. I want to answer it. <laughs> sounds like, sure, no problem. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'll answer it as the wrong, which is I want to answer this is the wrong mentality is I want as many people as possible to say, ooh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Tell me why that's wrong. Well, not even interesting. I want it to cast a huge general net, and I want everybody to get in my office, and the yeah. hope is something works out. That's wrong because if you've been in the business for any length of time, you know bringing on the wrong client is a waste of your time. Getting somebody in your office that's not ready for what you have to offer wastes a lot of time. That Ideally, the way you answer this question, the elite way, is that it piques curiosity in the right kind of client. Right. That if somebody that's not who you can overserve and hit a home run with, it, it just kind of goes over their head or doesn't land and turn into a longer conversation. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So again, average way, it's sort of the widest net possible versus uh, the elite way, which is I want to attract the right person and I want to repel. God bless them. Good luck to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not their person. I want to repel the wrong person. Yep. Because again, we, we know the problem with having that person come in your office and go through the process is that's time you could have spent on the right person yep. <laughs> or finding the right person, right? And, I, and I've before, because you also want that person to maybe be able to tell your story. If they do know somebody that yeah. needs what you have, at some point I can get watered down, you know, telephone game, like, yeah, I don't expect the fourth person that has heard it to tell it how I would. My friend told my friend told my friend told my friend. <laughs> that's right. Like, told me that, yeah. That this is what they do. But it, it, you can lose in translation kind of how effective you are at, like, what's your superpower? And, and that's what you're trying to communicate to the right. person. Because they could, in fact, turn around and tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, I heard about that person. Yeah. Or, oh, that's not me, but my brother. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, my wife owns a business. You should you talk, should talk to, her. to them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I went, I spent a couple of years answering that when somebody asked what I did, just saying consulting, which is almost <laughs> like, oh, are you like in the CIA or witness protection? Like a super general, because I was like, I just don't know how to answer it in a better way that like, it's probably not going to land. It's probably going to get complicated. <laughs> it was like the answer to like never had a follow up. And, and let me say this too. And thank you for bringing this up because yeah. this is the ultimate death knell of the answer, which is like, oh, Okay. Oh yeah, it's like, like I have no idea. What but you with just everyone, said. like <laughs> right. you, if you're trying to repel the wrong person, and they go, "Oh, okay," then mission accomplished. Yep. Okay, uh, but if like most people, a vast majority of people are just like, "Oh," yep. you know, that just means that you have a bad answer. That's right. right. And do you know why I was answering it that way? Because you were afraid. I I honestly didn't know what I did. Mm. I did a lot of stuff. You know, I was <laughs> what do you like, do? Sure, I you can pay me for that. I can do some insurance. Yeah, I managed some money. Like, I yeah. had dabbled in the industry and jumped around to firms that I was like, I can kind of do a lot. That's a tough place to live. Yeah. Um, and so I had to break out of that to where now when I answer that, I know exactly who we serve really well. Say it confidently, excited with an example. I mean, all the stuff we're going to walk through today is if you can work up to that to when somebody sees it, they're like, man, you must enjoy what you do. Right. And you're probably like, sounds like you're good at it. Yeah. And th- that's the ultimate goal. Right. So, there's two sort of situations as we were planning for today. You reminded me of this, Stan. There, there are situations where I, you know, people call it the elevator. I like to call it the sideline. You usually don't have conversations like this in the elevator. In our, in our building. Depending on how it, tall it, your building is. Yeah, yeah. Right. In our building, I just make jokes about the top floors because they have special keys. And I go, I don't have a secret special, <laughs> special key. But uh, I, I call this a sideline conversation, which is more often not like you're sitting in the bleachers watching your kids play a game or mm-hmm. standing on the sideline watching them you know, play soccer or whatever. And you get in that conversation, the inevitable conversation. We've been saying each other long enough, next to each other long enough. We have to mm-hmm. have a conversation. What do you do? All right. 
Then there's also that conversation when someone has referred someone to you and you're like, you know, Mike told me about you, Stan, but like, what exactly do you do? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you help people with? And and as you had pointed out to me, when you have someone in your office, that's a different conversation than right. someone on the sideline. But today we're going to help you with with all those situations. So first, uh, and we've got seven of these. Um, the first one is that confidence creates clarity. Uh, you can't tell people what you do until you're confident in what you do, which means no hesitation, no buts. Uh, you know, I do this, but then I also do this. It's just, it's just confidence. So again, if you're struggling with this, that's okay. No judgment. We're here to help, mm -hmm. but it's likely that you lack clarity and therefore you lack confidence in your answer. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, and we'll kind of maybe try to use an example at each step just so you can kind of see how it can evolve or be used. One that's very relevant for legacy is if we're talking to somebody and I know my audience and they're a business owner, I'm like, we help business owners pay less money in taxes. Boom. Oh, that's interesting. You understand how most things, I'll tell somebody like, for, so for most of the industry, advisors only get paid if they sell things. That's not wrong, but our firm's different. We're, we're vendors of great ideas. Business owners come to us because they want to pay less taxes, make better choices. They don't want to regret someday that they could have paid less taxes if they would have known something different. Boom. Right. Gotcha. Like if you're a business owner, like I just hit you and I'd be like, hey, come by the office sometime. We should talk about it. I think I have a few ideas that can help. Because every business owner that has a profitable business and even ones who have an unprofitable business. Uh, <laughs> don't like taxes. They don't like taxes. Right? They don't like overpaying on taxes. Right. I every right. once in a while run into business owner. It's like, oh, I definitely want to pay my fair share. And I'm like, okay, but do you want to overpay or, or are you good paying less if we're allowed to? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to. Right. But there's some people out there that are okay paying their fair share. Good for them. Uh, so the the next, so again, the first one is you'll have a more confident answer when you have more clarity about the, the services you provide. Yep. So if, if this if this is a struggle for you, there's probably a you know behind the scenes yeah. little you know, meditation moment with yourself to say, okay, why can't I answer that super directly? Maybe I'm too much of a generalist. I need to kind of bulk up in some technical expertise so I can be a little more direct. But hesitation to this point means you probably don't have clarity, right? Number two, talk about what you produce, not your profession. Mm -hmm. So, as an example, um, you, you some people would answer, uh, I'm in finance. Okay. I mean, does that mean you are a bank teller at Wells Fargo? Mm -hmm. Or does that mean that you, like, uh, run a hedge fund, right? And so, in general, people don't want to go, like, oh, like, if someone says, I'm a farmer, well, what do you farm, mm -hmm. right? So, if you say, I work in finance... But generally, people are not interested in that, so they'll go, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they won't do the follow-up question, yep. right? What people are most interested in are things that will solve a problem they have. Right. And the next step of that is if they want it to solve a big problem they have. Solving people's small problems usually doesn't register unless you catch them at the right day, the right time, stars align. Is, is this a potentially a big problem for this person? And if I have an expertise to solve it confidently and efficiently and profitably as a business owner, then I'm going to lean into it. If, if it doesn't go through that filter and it doesn't land for them, mission accomplished too. Yeah. So think about this. You sort of want to be the opposite of like your tax forms, which it's like, what is your profession? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You want to be more about like, what problem do you solve for people? Talk about the outcome mm -hmm. that you create for people instead of, oh, this is the, you know, this is the box I check on my form. Yep. Right. So an example of that in this section might be, uh, I work with business owners. Uh, most advisors have to sell things to make money. Business owners pay us a tax deductible fee to consult with their business to help them pay less money in taxes. A really a relevant example of that is cost segregation if you own your own building. 
oh, what is that? So I've, I just went into like, here's what we do specifically for a specific audience. And here's what we, uh, here's an example of an outcome we got. Right. I mean, that you're just hitting. It's a story. It's, it's, all, you're hitting I would, all that. I would submit you even went a little deeper than you needed to. Cause I think mm-hmm. when you just say that we help in the area of taxes, like there's an understanding there of based upon different strategies. I think a basic understanding mm-hmm. that some people probably overpay on taxes. I remember it's probably 20 years ago. I got this tax penalty letter in the mail that I had underpaid or and, and in fact, a few years later, I realized I, I hadn't. Like, it was the IRS had made a mistake. And I, I do that right? a lot, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, the idea that, like, taxes are sort of fluid versus, mm-hmm. like, when you buy a candy bar and, like, it's an 8% tax. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like that. It's like, no, there's there's some fluidity there. That's right. And, and so, again, you want to talk about what you produce for people, the outcome, mm-hmm. is I help people do this. I help business owners do this versus yep. I'm in finance. That's right. Right. Uh, say who you want to work with is number three is try to include in there who your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that some of our advisors we work with at EAN, uh, I've heard them say we work with high net worth individuals mm-hmm. or we work with families that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You, we work with business owners that. Yep. We work with dentists that. I mean, right. some people are that specific, right? Yep. High net worth is tough because it's like, what does that what does that mean? Oh, we're going to get into that. But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll be specific where we can on 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 those approaches. But I think say who you work with. I think this evolves also with the stages we talk about. A rookie is, uh, I'll work with anybody. Yeah, I'm just you, trying to help yeah. and learn. You know, when you get to stable, it, it evolves. As soon as you get to kind of comfortable, even close to thriving, you should know. Like, these are the people I want to work with that I enjoy working with. It's less about I need the money now, more about I enjoy my job and I work with people that I enjoy working with. Yeah. So, that that answer will evolve. But the sooner you can be specific about the value add, you may not have to use a profession, but like, this is a specific problem I solve really well. That's going to help you get more of the right clients. So, I'm thinking of some folks in our network that they say, you know, I work, and I'm thinking one person that says, um, I work with individuals that have you know, $10 million in investable assets. And they say that like without hesitation because what they do really well is manage money. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, that's, that's their jam. Yep. Right. Um, so again, we're not saying which one you have to choose, but you, right. you, you should. It, and again, please hear us. You're not going to end up with 17 sentences. So you can touch <laughs> on all seven of these. That's like right. you have to know how to use them in different situations. Right. Yep. Um, the, the, another thing, the number four is to teach through your answer. So, um, an example is, and like Sten said, I help business owners minimize their taxes through creative ideas. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go creative ideas. Like that's where they're going to go. They're, that's a little vague. That's right. Uh, and, and, and if I have any interest whatsoever, whether I know a business owner or I am a business owner, if you said that to me, I would go like what? Right. Uh, you, you, you sort of dangle a little bit out there. Like what? Right. Yep. And yep. that's where you can then teach something. That's right. And, right. and and you don't know yet. You haven't, this person didn't fill a fact finder out on the sideline of the football game. Like you don't have all the information you need to be super specific with your feedback. But what you could say is, for example, I was working with a business owner last week and he thought he was filing his taxes right for the last five years. We found a couple things to, to change and saved him X percent of his taxes. Like it's a story. It's very yeah. specific. And yeah. here's an idea. I'm not saying it's an idea for you. Uh, QBI was a big one for a while. Qualified business income deduction. You know, I would just say, yeah, there's this different tax law now that business owners, if they file their income right, can take 20% off the top. Oh, I haven't even heard about that. Right. They and, may, be, and, may be using it, but it was enough to pique their interest. It was right. a specific idea. 
right for a business owner and it doesn't sound a few things is you don't want to use super uh technical language mm-hmm. you know, i mean the qbi even saying you know basically take 20 percent off the top right? right i mean like that's what that's about mm-hmm. with the qbi and quality you don't want to start getting into sort of the vernacular of the business because then people are like ah you lost me yep. right but again i think it's a combination of teaching and also um you know talking about the outcome oh we helped someone do this mm-hmm. You know, um, again, it doesn't have to relate necessarily directly to that person. Mm-hmm. It might be, oh, my sister-in-law, does, you know, you should talk to her. That's right. Great. I'd love to. Yeah. Right. Okay. And don't, you don't want to overplay your hand here. There are some scripts out there I've seen about like uh, life insurance products where it's like, it's what the billionaires do. Be your own bank. Be rich forever. You know, if it don't try to be kind of like fantastical about it. Tell me the, more about this. I've been in rooms around advisors where when they pitch themselves, it makes it sound like this is a secret and you have to come to me for this secret. And Mm -hmm. once you know it, you'll be a billionaire. You know, like you can present it in such a way to where it almost comes across as like, okay, this feels weird. Too good to be true. Yeah. It's not like generous, free flowing expertise from somebody that's like, hey, if I can help you, great. That's the energy you want to give off is like, I don't need you right now. I'm not trying to trap you in the elevator or on the sideline. Like, How do we avoid the salesy thing? Because that's that comes that people's gut picks up on that. Yeah, to where they're just left thinking like, oh, that's really interesting. I wonder. I need to follow up with him or her. Versus yeah. like, yeah, no, that just didn't feel right. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, this is nuanced, but I think that we know we have this sixth sense, if you will, of when someone is sort of trying to reel us in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, like I'm not going to give you the thing, right? But look at all this. You know, it's and like I'm shiny. Like, not taking that bait. Yeah. And I'm like, well, got to go just because I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> Why? Because exactly. I don't want to be standing next to you. Right? <laughs> no, the game is just not even over. Well, <laughs> well it is. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> even though I have food in my hand. Um, <laughs> that's right. um, all right. So uh, I, this is one of my favorites. Answer this is number five. Mm-hmm. Answer with a question that clarifies their need and uh, an understanding of the problem you solve. So an example of this might be, well, what do you do? And then you would respond, well, you know how every legal business has to pay taxes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I work with business owners to help them minimize mm-hmm. their taxes. And I do it, obviously, in a legal way, but we just try to minimize their, their tax responsibility. Yep. So, if they go, no, I didn't know businesses pay taxes, you'd be like, well, obviously, you're not my target, <laughs> right? right. Yep. But. You can answer it in such a way that you ask them a clarifying question, and if they say, no, I don't know what that means, then you could either explain it a little bit, and they go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get, mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, my sister-in-law has a, yeah. yeah. What, what, how would you help her? Yeah. Well, then we do this, yeah. right? So, again, I like the question back because it adds an opportunity to, to engage them in a conversation versus just, because, again, what we're trying to avoid is the, cool, <laughs> and then crickets. Yeah. Right, what do you do? This. Cool. And then nothing. That's right. right. You want to have a conversation. Yep. I just think about what? the scene from Dumb and Dumber where he comes out of the gas station and he looks at the guys. He's like, big gulps. Big gulps, huh? Nope. See you later. What? <laughs> They're just sitting there staring at him like, what just happened? <sighs> one of the greatest movies. Of so time. good. Um, one of the movies one I like to use, we wrote that book we released last year, Wish I Knew That Sooner, Yeah, is I'll say to somebody like, have you ever had that feeling that like, you know, there's a better way to do it? Or you found about found out about something too late and that feeling of like, if I would have only known, like, yeah. why didn't somebody tell me that? Yeah. We help people find those answers sooner because that's a feeling of like, man, how many of us have felt in our life like, man, if I just would have known? Yeah. Like, why didn't anybody tell me that? Yeah. 
that that's like a oh i can i can relate to that feeling so would you would you even press on that a little further and maybe it's more specific and you talked about in the book of um you know there's things that you find out later regarding money whether it's a savings whether it's a stock whether it's a you know a, a way to structure your you know create a trust or 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 some tax deferred something or other and again you kind of do mm-hmm. you're like find out that later and wish man i wish i would have known that sooner oh yeah and they go, yeah, sure. I mean, again, you sort of intentionally leave it kind of vague and wide of like, yep. Because the idea is, have you ever heard of something later that you wish you would have known sooner? Yeah, about money. Yep. Yeah, you know, like I think about those things where it's like I see somebody on Facebook. He's like, I did this, this, and this, and I'm like, dang, I wish I knew that <laughs> That's sooner, true. right? Oh yeah. But you you tap into that yep. because again, what, this is this. I, I love you brought this up, Stan, because I think the other part of this is. This conversation should lead them to go, man, that's a pain point I have. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's an unmet desire that I have. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a par- that's an area of worry that I don't talk about because I'm I don't know who to talk to. That's right. Right. You want to tap into that. I can help you. Yep. And and the good and the bad news is the industry is not addressing that very well. The industry is managing people's that? money and the industry is selling people insurance. Uh-huh. It's not solving their problems like creatively in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a product, it's a sales machine at, at some level the good news is there's a lot of good hearted people in there using those products to do good i met a lot of them um so i, I, I believe that now not versus early on in my career i went through a season of like man this is messed up like right. i well, just let have me, to learn let me to take devil's people. advocate devil's advocate i'm the industry and i go no i am helping people because i get them the right insurance product and i help them get their investments what are we proposing that's better than that we our model allows us to put the priority first meaning if it's not investments i don't have to try to get them to put money in an investment right away right if it if they don't need a different insurance policy because they probably have enough it's really giving the advice we'd give ourselves which a lot of advisors don't i meet advisors that like they have a every client has two insurance policies these front-loaded mutual funds and an annuity at the age of 40 and you look at their personal financial plan they own a piece of rental property they have their business like it's not matching up right and the more i saw that the more frustrated i got until i realized you know that's that's changing the industry is trying to pivot it just it's big and it takes time but if you can build a planning practice and charge for your advice i don't really care what we do first let's just do the most important thing first that's the kind of energy if you give that off hey just swing by my office i'm going to share some good ideas with you if you're a great client i'm going to lean into it Mm -hmm. if you're not it was great seeing you right Hey, number six, I love this one as well. Don't use industry. This is our only kind of negative one, which is don't use industry phrases or overpromise. Uh, for instance, I've heard people say, you know, I work in wealth management. And again, we're not, we're not going to get too deep into this, but there are certain people that just will never say they're wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be like, no, actually, you're wealthy. And you're like, I just don't like that phrase for yeah. myself, you know, whether it's out of humility or bad at math or there's just something <laughs> internally they're just like i've just never viewed myself yeah so and the numbers say, are crazy about how many people now are first generation wealthy or yeah. millionaires or even billionaires yeah. self-made yeah and those people came from something like they're not wealthy when they were young they saw people they thought were and they just could never fully adopt that mindset right so wealth and i've seen studies around this like that's a term to try not to use right um but we have people that we know that mm-hmm. we've coached are like oh i was told to say something about wealth management it's like how many people are going to go, well, that's me. That's right. I'm super wealthy. Exactly. Will you manage my wealth? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Just what's the guy off of that duck show that would swim in his money? What was that guy's name? Oh, uh, shoot. 
I don't know. Whatever it is. Everybody's seen it. Anyway, we're going to get lots of emails about the <laughs> duck guy. Yeah, tell us what his name is. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah, I think that's the idea of if, if if you think you know what it means, that's what we have to be careful of. And I do this in meetings too. Like, am I saying something that it's totally making sense in my mind? Yet to the yeah. client, it's like, what's happening? Yeah. That's, I'm a, in wealth management or I'm a financial advisor. It's like, do you sell insurance? Do you sell investments? Do you plan? Like, it's too vague. And, and again, you're hoping somebody in the moment is like, well, I think I need a financial advisor. I don't really know what that means, but hey, you want to meet? But again, that's about the sort of genre you're in versus right. um, like, I'm a consultant. What do you, I'm a financial advisor. About what though? Like, right. what, what part of finance are you, do you help me with my household budget mm-hmm. or do you help? you know, allocate my 401k or, I mean, what, what do you do? Right. Uh, Do you have products? And the good news is if you say this to somebody, it doesn't mean that's the only thing you have to do because I tell people that I help business owners pay less in taxes. I also have clients that retire from Vanderbilt and roll their 401k over and they love working with us. It's not the only thing. But, but what is the core piece that you're saying? I want to be specific enough to attract a certain group's attention. I can't sit here and list 10 things that if I was to get an ideal client tomorrow. Yeah. Who is the group I'm trying to serve? That's now? attention, though. Like, let's be honest. Like, it's it's like going to a restaurant. Like, there's a reason they have a menu. It's because they want to like go. Hey, here's all the things we have to offer. Yep. The problem is when it's like, what do you do? And you're like, I mean, we got annuities, folks. We got you know, I mean, like college got, planning, insurance all, planning, like, boom, estate boom, boom, planning, boom, boom, like boom, boom, boom. right. So that's yeah. a that's a. Uh, so they go, I'm a financial advisor, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that tension. Uh, that's very real. Yep. I even think phrases like small businesses, like what is a small business? Like some mm-hmm. people would go, oh, that's not me. It's just me and two other people. Well, actually, that's exactly that's you. Right. Or they go, oh, I got 50 people. That's not me. Well, actually, that is you, mm-hmm. right? So the, even that that phrase, uh, retirement income planner, mm-hmm. it's if someone is really close to retirement, maybe they're interested in that. If they're 10, 15, 20 years out, they might go, oh, then I don't need you for a while. That's right. You know, so you just have to make sure you're not using phrases that sort of our people can dismiss easily. Yep, that's good. All right, last one is, um, again, this is when you talk about what do you do, this is big because I think in the industry, this is like, oh, yay, they, they I got them. Mm-hmm. I, they, somebody asked me what I do. Here we go. <laughs> You ready? Here we go. Person who asked what we're going to do, put your seatbelt on. I'm going to take you on a ride, right? It's to ask them what they do mm-hmm. and then ask them more about what they do. Take a genuine interest and have a, don't forget, and I mean this, like, don't forget to have a conversation with that person and make them feel valued and important. Now, of mm-hmm. course, it is an opportunity for you to share what you do yep. and get into a conversation with a potential you know, uh, lead or a friend of a lead or for referral, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- I think what really endears people is when you answer, you have a conversation, and don't forget to go, so tell me what you do. Yeah. And then ask more, if they go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a nurse. Cool, like, tell me a gross nurse story. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, oh, great, like, why'd you get into nursing? I mean, yeah. let's not forget that, that relationships matter and how yeah. you treat someone that really has nothing to give you mm-hmm. really says more about you Great point. than talking to someone who does have something for you. Yeah, and it's freeing that when you get to a point where you're not viewing everybody as a prospect. Yeah. Because uh, then you go to things. That's probably why I, I use consulting because I was like, I just don't want to go to my Bible study at church or this gathering and and kind of like I did for years, be like, hey, who's here? Like, I'm going to try to, oh, can I get a card and a meeting out of it? Like, I, I have compassion for that younger version of myself that had that felt that God anxiety. Bless God bless you, rookies. I know. But as soon as I was able to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm here, like, I leaned more into like getting referrals from a professional standpoint from COIs that just I was more comfortable in that. I know advisors that can just go 
to an event, a social gathering, and people just want to hang out with them. And people are like, oh, let's, go, let's go play golf. And then they have lunch with them, and they get to know them really well, and they build this friendship in a month. Yep. And I'm like, dude, that's just not me naturally. And so I, I think that's a great point about like connect with people. If something's there, make sure you don't keep yourself a mystery. If they ask yeah. you a question, answer it truthfully and directly. But yeah, show interest in them. And, and the goal is not everybody's a prospect, but there are people out there that need your help. Yeah. And you want to find the right ones. And, and if the worst thing that happens is that you learn about someone else and you affirm what they do for a living and they go, oh, that same guy's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily 100% understand what he does, but I just know <laughs> that like he's in finance something and he's a really nice guy. Like plant that seed. Yep. Who knows where, and if nothing happens, then you're just a great person. That's right. <laughs> and that's not, that's not a bad outcome either. Yep. Um, well, Stan, I, I, I trust that that has been uh, practical. I want to remind folks that we are going to have uh, a resource for them. So um, what's your answer going to be when someone asks you, what do you do? Uh, we do hope that today's episode will help you be more confident, more clear, and in return, will help you attract the right clients. So we've created a resource on how to answer what do you do. You can go to stenmorgan.com slash what do you do. That's stenmorgan.com slash what do you do. And we want to end today by thanking you if you've left a rating or review of our show recently. And if you're listening on an Apple device, then go to the podcast app and leave a review there. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this with other advisors who it can help. Uh, We have seen our downloads grow almost double in the last month. So we know that you're sharing it. Uh, We've gotten a lot more feedback recently. So thank you so much for sharing this show with others. As always, we appreciate you.